Hello and welcome to Podcast on Purpose. This is Debbie Aday, your host, and today I am so excited and delighted to get to share with you a very dear friend, Denny Leven. Leven walked away from an opportunity to run a billion-dollar business to hitchhike around the world to find happiness and inner peace. He studied in a seminary five years and left one day before becoming a rabbi, and he has lived as a monk in a monastery for 10 years. As director of business development, he grew Hay House from $3 million a year in sales to $100 million a year in revenue. Levin is a rare blend of businessman and mystic who sees what others do not see. He's the author of The Mosaic, a life-changing fable that is touching hearts everywhere, and is the creator and visionary behind The Mosaic Swarm, a movement that gives voice to the voiceless and allows us to solve problems better, faster, smarter together. Levin's big, hairy, audacious, Moonshot is to, as Buckminster Fuller said, create a new paradigm that makes the old paradigm obsolete and global suffering by eradicating problems that have existed far too long and should no longer exist. He has the beautiful podcast, The Mosaic, and I'm really excited to have him on the show today. So welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you so much. I wouldn't have had that podcast without you. You are my inspiration and you are my wings. So thank you so much for all you've done to help me. Thank you for having me on the show. And thank you for sharing me with these beautiful people that are going to be listening. Well, thank you for inspiring me on my path as well. Danny's a dear friend, as I mentioned, and uh, he also has a podcast. He's been a student of mine, and I'm also a student of his, I swear, because all the time I'm asking him about, he's a wealth of wisdom that I'm looking forward to sharing with you today. And he really is someone that helps you to draw on the wisdom within you to bring that forward and, and help you to be on mission in the world too. So really, really delighted to have you, Danny. Heart pound, heart pounding. You don't see yeah. that. <laughs> So I'd love to talk about why you decided to have a show and what your show is about, its mission and purpose. Beautiful. When I finished writing my book, The Mosaic, I felt this incredible calling to go out into the world and to sit on street corners, sit in coffee shops, sit in parks, sit in bookstores and libraries and community centers and just listen to the voices of people because I felt like the voices of people have stopped People don't have a voice anymore. We vote in an election and we end up voting our popular vote for one candidate and the electoral college gives us another candidate. And I don't care who the candidate is or what. I don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> it's just over and over and over again, we're shown that we don't have a voice. We go into the, to the clinics to talk to our doctors and our doctors have exactly three or four minutes to be with us. They can't afford to listen to us because they have to process us through. We go into our education systems and we talk about kids that don't fit into the pegs, the square pegs that don't fit into the round holes. And they said, there's nothing we can do. We have too many kids in here. And so after over and over and over again, hearing people just frustrated by the fact that they don't have a voice, I wanted to create something that would allow the voiceless people to have a voice. And the first podcast I did was with a homeless guy. Amazing story. He was absolutely a homeless guy, but he was also an empath and a healer. And he would sit on his little newspaper and on the corner and he would feel people walking by him and he would feel their thoughts saying, you are the worst of the worst possible person. And he could feel their disgust with him like he was worse than an animal. Mm -hmm. And he thought to himself, I don't even want their quarter. Like, why would I want money from that? But what I do want is I want to ease their pain. So as he was sitting there with nothing else to do anyway, he's decided he was going to pray for them. 
And over time, what happened didn't happen right away, but over time, what happened, people who walked by him started to stop. And they started to just stay there with him. And they didn't ask him, they didn't speak anything. But then months later, those same people would come with pictures and just put them before him and say, whatever you did for me, will you do for them? And so he went from, in their mind's eye, being a person that nobody wants to even talk to because he's like worse than an animal to this inspirational person that people were asking to do healing. And when I asked them, what is the one thing that you would like to share with people from all your experiences? He said, if people would only spend 10 minutes out of the course of their entire life, just to sit with somebody they've never spoken to before and just listen to them and ask them how they're doing, I think it would change the world. In essence, that's what my podcast is about. I want people to be a fly on the wall, to be privy to conversations that they would never have on their own, to be able to listen to us and our ability to open people up, to actually share not their persona of who they show to the world, but their person of who they are. And it's been a beautiful process. I myself am so inspired by the whole process. And I can't thank you enough for just kicking me in the butt, making it happen, <laughs> getting me out there and doing it. And unpaid political advertisement. <laughs> if, you're, if you don't have Davy score, sign up for it. <laughs> work with this woman. She's amazing. Uh, Danny, thank you so much. And thank you for that beautiful work that you're doing. I love how you say you're giving voice to the voiceless because there's so much wisdom in the people that I think we kind of put aside in society. I remember when I was, I was getting out of college and I was thinking about my grandma and my grandpa, who are both extremely wise. I mean, my grandma was a sage, like she's so smart. And so many people would discount her because she was older. Like yeah. they just didn't pay attention to what she had to say. And I was like, oh my God, if you only knew. I remember the doctor when she was at the the clinic later on in life and they're checking to see if she had dementia, if she was okay. And they're like, so what state do you live in? And she's like, that state where we're all one. <laughs> And they're like, Love you're it. fine, lady, you know, or whatever. <laughs> if you have dementia, I want dementia too, because exactly. that's the world I want to live in, right? <laughs> but it's tough to see, you know, to watch people kind of discount that. And I do it to myself sometimes. I'll drive by and I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know. So can you talk a little bit too? So you've done an amazing thing with your show. You've got people from all strata. You're sharing all sorts of voice and wisdom with from different people. I want to talk a little bit about your swarm because I think yeah. it's it's amazing. If you want to share it on this show, I love what you're up to with that. And then I'll, I'll dive into more about the podcasting piece. Okay. Thank you for diverting everything away from what the purpose of your show is. To the, helping <laughs> this me is a purpose. This, <laughs> okay. is, this is supporting it. So the other thing that's great about a podcast, if you're listening in, is it helps to basically uh, support whatever your mission is in the world. So I'm all about podcasting on purpose, not just podcasting, where your mission and your purpose and what you're doing in the world supports is being supported by the platform of a podcast. I really feel like it's a beautiful marriage of two important pieces of having your platform and also having your mission, your message, your purpose be out there and being shared. So Danny has a big mission. So I want to share that because this is a podcast. So if you can talk a little bit about the swarm, I'd love it. I love it. Easiest way is if people would go to mosaicswarm.com. Okay. And I'll speak a little about it because I'm intoxicated and I'm in, I wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night just thinking how I can grow this and do it and work with it. But it's there. Here's what we spoke about even just in our introduction is the fact that people more and more and more 
feel like their voice is meaningless. And even the people that have a voice feel like they don't get heard. Well, imagine those people who don't feel like they have any voice at all. How many people are asking the trash man what to do? How many people are asking the shopkeeper what they believe? How many people are asking the homeless guy or the blind woman or the gardener how they would live their life or how what problems that they want to solve? What really bothers them? What's affecting them? What are the things that they most want to see different in the world? Nobody. The answer is nobody. We're listening to a small minority of people who are telling us what to do. We live in a vertical reality where people tell us what to do and we follow. We live in a group dynamic where we want to be included so badly that we do what everybody else is doing, even if it's not what we believe in. Mm. There's a new way of doing things. Bucky Fuller said it so beautifully. He said, the thinking of the old model can't solve the problems of the old model. We have to create a new paradigm that makes the old paradigm obsolete. And what I believe we've somehow stumbled upon or stumbled upon me is that new model. It's that new paradigm. It's going away from everybody in it for themselves model to looking at the way primitive species operate. When they need to make life-changing decisions about how to live their life or what to do with things, they know they're not intelligent enough to figure that out on their own. So they come together in a group and you see it everywhere. You see it in bees, you see it in ants, you see it in fish, you see it in birds, you see it in polar bears, you see it in penguins. Lots of species do it. And the idea is just to give you a very quick example for bees, for instance, when they have to figure out where their hive is going to build, that's where they're going to live for the next year. And if they don't get it right, their whole hive, their whole swarm will die. So they send thousands of bees out all around to all different areas with the sole purpose of finding where do we build the hive. And those bees find places all over the place and they come back and they share their opinions. And it's the cutest thing if you would see it, because what they do is they literally vibrate. No. And they vibrate together and they move. They try and move the pack of, of bees from one side to another. <laughs> so they move from side to side. And I wish you could see it in video because we're moving from side to side. And they, <laughs> and they move the whole swarm by up and down until they get to that place where there's no resistance because they're actually fighting each other. They're moving to the left and the other ones are saying no to the right. So they move back to the right. There gets to be a place where there is no opposition. There gets to be a place where everybody is in a line and they notice that place. They fly off to that place immediately and, and build their hive there. And that is why they've lived for hundreds of thousands of years because they know collectively we make decisions better, smarter, more bold, and we find them faster. Right now, we're trying to solve problems with the solo mind. We're trying to have our leaders solve problems. The goal is to come back to the voice of the voiceless. We have 8 billion people living here. Every one of them has ideas. Every one of them has brilliant insights. And if we could figure out a way to bring them together, which we have, by bringing them into virtual rooms where we will ask them, what problems do you want to solve? How do you want to solve them? And the cost to be a part of the group is $1 a month. Our goal is to get 1 billion members. We're not looking for the majority of 7 billion who will say we're crazy. We're looking for the minority of 1 billion. <laughs> Love that. Right? <laughs> to come together and say, this is what we believe in. And then what we'll do is the swarm will decide what it wants to solve. The swarm will decide how to solve it. And the money that we've all given, $1 each, $12 a year, will be responsible for solving problems that have been around way too long that should no longer exist. How cool would it be if we could look to our friends and said, 
Flint, what Michigan no longer has a problem with water. We solve that by $1 a month. And here's the thing. We need to trust each other enough to take a risk, but a risk of $12 a year is not a big risk, right? <laughs> We're just trying to say, like, it would be worth it to me even if we lose $12. Even if we give away $12 billion and we don't quite solve it. All I've lost is $12. All you've lost is $12. And there's no board of directors over us telling us we can't do it because it's not financially feasible to continue to do what we got to do. We will bring all of this into Swarm and have the Swarm in these virtual rooms decide how we make decisions and how we do it. And we'll come back and say, well, we need to fine tune this a little bit. Okay, go back to the Swarm. What should we do? And we choose. Okay, I could talk forever. So I, I love it. And I'm super <laughs> excited. I'm actually going to get to participate in the swarm next week, I believe. I just yes. replied to Yeah, so I'm really Yeah, October 1st, we're doing our first test. And yeah. we're bringing people in just because nobody knows even what we're talking about. And we're going to bring people in and give them an experience, just a, a beta test, just so people can see how we, as a diverse group of people, people who have different opinions about what's right, what we should do, and what we shouldn't do come together to find harmony and unity. And we don't do it by voting, which makes us think half of us are not happy with the result. We don't do it by consensus. We do it by swarm where we don't make a decision until everybody is in the decision together and everybody is a part of it. And everybody says, this is where we're going to go. It's really exciting. So if you're listening to this, it's probably after October 1st, but I'm sure you can get involved with the swarm for sure. And tell them again, the the URL to go to, because I'm definitely going to be part of that. I love it. It's www.mosaicswarm.com. Awesome. I just love how your mind works and your soul too. Thank so, you. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about your show. So you've had some interesting, like really interesting stories on your show. And I know you kind of elicit that from people by the questions you ask and the way that you go about doing it. But I know you also have some unique ways of finding people to have on your show. I'm wondering if you could share some of that with the listener today. Sure. The whole idea of the show is to have diversity, like a mosaic. Every piece is different. Every Some pieces are big, some are small, some are every color, every shape, every size. <laughs> so what I do is I look for everybody from TED speakers that are the most viewed TED Talks, and I contact them. I say, what do I have to lose? If, at worst, they're going to say no. At best, we're going to start up some conversation. At even best, they're going to come on my show. And I've been surprised how many of them have said, yes, I would like to do that. And we're just starting. We're just, we have 33 episodes and we have five more <laughs> in the hopper. So we're not like 500 episodes and we haven't done it. And you know, I, it's been a few months. Yeah. But there's something magic about the show. And there's something beautiful about it that when you just go after the people that you want to have, everybody wants to have a chance to have a voice, even the ones that are speaking all the time. But the twist that we do is I'm not interested in hearing your persona. I'm not interested in hearing your news clip. I can read your bio for that. I can go to your website to hear that. I want to know when I talk to people what they're most scared of, what they fear. Like when they sit alone in the night and wake up and they're worried because what are they worried about? What makes them happy? What did their parents do? How do they look back on their life and see how every, even from the time they were born, their mission was in place? But I also go to street corners and I sit with people and I say, hey, I don't know if you even have a, a phone or a computer access, but would you be willing to be a guest on my show? I've just been watching you for a little bit and I love the way you are. 
And I want to give you a chance to speak up because remember my dream when I finished the mosaic was to get into a van to travel around the world, town by town, city by city, village by village, and sit on street corners with people, restaurants, bookstores, city halls, conference rooms, and talk to them. So the beautiful thing we have is we have CEOs on our show. We have celebrities on our show. We have homeless people on our show because that is the mosaic. And no is only yes, not yet. Mm. So if somebody says no, I'm happy to put them in the majority of 7 billion people, <laughs> right? Even for my podcast, that's okay to say no. I completely support you. You have every right to live your life exactly the way you want. But if you feel inspired and turned on and, and ignited by what we're doing, for God's sake, come and join us. Share your point of view. Share your perspective. Share it with us. We'd love to have you. I think that's so awesome. So let me ask you this. You are really good at asking questions. So do you have any tips too at how to kind of elicit that voice in their soul, elicit their fears, elicit the things that keep them up at night? Yeah. And make them feel safe. Because I know yeah. a podcast is kind of a very vulnerable place to be, right? Yeah. You know something? I was really inspired by my own character in the mosaic, the trash man. Hmm. And I heard him spoken about even better than I spoke about him by a man by the name of Thich Nhat Hanh, who was a Vietnamese monk. And Thich Nhat Hanh spoke on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, Sunday Super Soul. <laughs> Too many S's for me. And he spoke about this idea of compassionate listening. And what he talked about is just being able to hold the space for someone to empty themselves of all the things they no longer want. And when you can hold that space, not inside yourself, because you don't want that stuff inside you, but outside of yourself. And when you can ask people from the love of your heart to pour everything that they don't want to feel anymore into this container, you'd be surprised how many people just do it. Mm. I was sitting... I remembered because I was going to get, I was giving a talk and my talk time got cut down, so I couldn't put it in there. But I remembered when I was a kid with my mom, six years old, we were walking in the cold streets of Philadelphia, downtown. And I looked over and I saw the first homeless man I ever saw. And my mom kept walking and I, you know, sort of pulled like a little kid, pulls her mom's hand and I pulled and she said, well, Danny, what are you doing? And I said, I want to sit with him. And she said, you can't sit with him, Danny. It's not safe. I said, it's safe, mom. Don't worry. And I reached up and I grabbed the baguette that she had in her shopping bag. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I just want to have bread with him. Mm. And I walked over and I sat with him. And he came over. He said, kid, what are you doing here? Get out of here. And I, I said, it's okay. I'm here because I just want to share some bread with you. And I just want to hear you. I would love to know your story. Mm. Six years old. That's amazing. We spoke for 45 minutes and I left him with a loaf of bread and he left me with tears coming down my eyes all over my body Wow! because he said to me, kid, I tried to push you away, but you want to know one thing? No one in the 42 years that I've been sitting here has ever asked me how I am and what I think. Thank you so much. You've changed my life today. So beautiful. So the questions we have to ask when they come from a list, so many people go into the show with a list and I have a list too, just in case there, you know, I need to fall back on something. I'm listless. No. 
But even with a list, we have to ask agendaless questions. Mm. Because when we ask people to tell us about themselves, we have no idea where it's going to go. But when we authentically connect, and so I'm weird. I'll just say it. I'm weird. I have the ability to hear people's souls and people's souls speak to me. And oftentimes they can hear, everybody can hear them, but they don't because there's so much noise going on that mm. interrupts that. But when I hear their soul speak to me, I'll say it to them. And I'll say to them, do you have any idea of what your soul's trying to say to you? And they would say, what are you talking about? And I said, well, why are you hiding? It's okay. Just pour it all into this container. Put it all into this trash can. And I will bring my trash man. We'll hold it as long as you want it. And we'll put it then into the trash truck when you're ready. If you don't want to keep it, keep it in the can for a while. I'll come back next week, just like the trash man does, and I'll take all your garbage. We'll put it in the truck and we'll drive it away. When we give people a chance to be real, people want to be real. We're so tired of, yeah, <laughs> when the pain that we feel inside of us is all, we all feel that pain. And when you touch on that and you ask people and you say to them, Hey, it's okay with me. You can trust me. I, my wife says to me, I don't know how you get away with it. I'm not, I can't, I don't know how you're not shot dead because, <laughs> because you say things to people in the midst of strangers in the middle of nowhere. You'll say stuff to them that I don't know how you get away with it, but I don't get away with it because I feel something and I love people and I want to connect to people from a place of that love where it's a real talk, where it's an authentic talk. Anybody can read your bio and see how did you get started? What did you do? What was the first thing that happened? When did you decide that you had this ability? What did, who cares? I like that podcast voice you got going on there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a good one. It's a good one. When did you get involved? <laughs> right. <laughs> But it's also, that's what people ask. They ask, a lot of times they ask things that are surface driven, yeah, not depth driven. It speaks to how deep you are as a person too, though, because I know that's how you and I connected as well. Uh, we were at it at a, well, we actually, I think, connected online to figure out we were local and then decided to go, you were on my show actually. And then we decided to meet up and have lunch. And at the end of lunch, I remember you saying to me, your soul wants you to be doing something differently. Yeah. Like you, you just went there with me. And yeah. I was like, it's end of lunch. And I'm like, okay, we're getting together again. Because I got to hear that. Is, <laughs> I was like, what, what is that? And I never put two and two together that that's where the trash can comes from. So here's the thing. So when you sit with Danny and you're hanging out, he'll share some feedback with you, right? Like for sure from your soul. It's usually soul-led feedback. And I'll say, there's a trash can over there. You can just stick it in the trash can. Try it on. If, it, if you don't like it, stick it in the trash can. It's right there. But I never got that that was your character in the book. I yeah. never put those two things together until right yeah. now. I don't think I did until you just did it right now, too. That's what I love about That's my <laughs> book because it always teaches me something because the trash man is my trash man, right? Yes. Yeah. But it's such a beautiful ability to be able to say straight up, I could be completely wrong and I might have this entirely wrong. I used to say to people, I have statistics to prove it. I'm wrong 87.9% of the time. <laughs> and my friends would say, Danny, why do you do that? And I said, well, as soon as I tell people I'm wrong, 80, 87, 89, 80, whatever percent I said, people will always, they relax because they said he's probably wrong now. But, <laughs> but He's not. 
<laughs> yeah. And, and that's what they said to me. They said, you got to stop that because it's just a lie and you don't want, and you're so authentic. You don't want to lie. So yeah. I just say to people, Hey, I'm getting this, but because I'm getting it doesn't mean it's right. Throw it away if you don't like it. But I think we're in a pandemic moment where people are so tired of being superficial. People are so tired of just seeing the surface of what life is. And they're just craving somebody who will sit with them and touch their soul. They're just craving someone that will love them no matter what they show up as. Everybody that I've met and I've gone around the world and sat with richest people and poor people, everybody that I've met is the same. Mm. They want to be loved and accepted. They want to be listened to and heard. They want to be acknowledged and validated. Not one of them ever asked me to agree with them because they know that I have the right to hold my own point of view. But do you know how beautiful it is when you can just say to somebody, tell me really who you are? Like, I'm not interested in all the superficial bullshit, pardon my language. I'm just interested in knowing who you are. And when you ask your questions from that space, the questions that come up are ones that I would never even think of. Yeah. We're sitting together. It's much like what happens in the storm. Together, we're smarter than we are by ourselves. So we sit together and say, what is it that we're supposed to ask? Not with our words, but just with the feeling. Like when I listen to somebody talk and I say, what are you really trying to say to me in my own head? And it's not like a coaching session. It's just like, hey, like what's going on here? Where did that idea come from? It's true. Right? Yeah. It's interesting because... I feel like it's a gift to give your guest on the show, to give them that gift of those three things that you just talked about. And also, I feel like a lot of times people don't recognize that that's really what people want to say or have said, you know, to listen to. And I know for me, a lot of times when I'm interviewing, I sit over in my seat and I sit in the seat of the listener that I like, I really will switch seats with you during this if you're you know, listening in because I want to be able to ask what I feel like you want to know. Yeah, And then I switch back to my seat and then I switch over to your seat. <laughs> yeah. You're extremely good at it. Oh, thank you. Well, so are you, Danny. And so I just, I really try and listen to from those different perspectives, like kind of moving around. And I think it's a huge gift to give your listener. Have you ever had anyone come back to you and say, oh, I wish I hadn't said that. Can you take it out? Or has everyone felt safe? Because I know there's that, you know, disclosure remorse people sometimes have after they share deeply. Yeah. I always tell people we're recording the show. I've never gone live on a show yet. And so mm -hmm. I said, if anything comes up, like first, I always ask their permission. And I always say, is there anywhere you don't feel comfortable going? And if they tell me they don't feel comfortable going somewhere, I don't go there. No one has told me that yet because there's something <laughs> and I don't know what it is, but I've been told it enough times. There's something in the presence of how I show up to somebody that the space that they're in is safe. Yeah. And I think the question, like when you ask where the questions come from, I don't think it's so much about how we ask a question or what the questions are. I think it's about the space that we hold for somebody, for them to feel comfortable and safe, to say things that they've never said before. And I, I just did a podcast with someone in Spain who does shadow work and beautiful podcasts. And she, she's a, a wonderful woman, but she's always been in her teacher role. And she said what to me, I asked her a question like, what did your parents do? 
And she said, I can't believe I'm going to this place. You know, I can't believe like it wasn't the question because the question was not anything that someone else could have asked her. But it was the space that I held for her to be able to tell me about something that happened in her life before that still affects her to this day. And so I think I don't want this to sound egoic at all. Just speak it real. Just speak it real. The more work we do on ourselves, the better we are at being at having a podcast. Mm. Because when people can feel, hopefully even in this interview, people will feel the resonance from my voice. People feel will feel a vibration from what's coming through. I concentrate not on the words that we say. The words are my occupy mind movement. <laughs> I want my words to it's occupy. Ohm, occupying mind. Occupying mind. I want people's minds to be intoxicated, but I want their minds to be intoxicated for a reason because I don't want the fear of their mind to interfere with what's actually happening, which is a communication of heart and soul. And I think when that communication, when people think that our words are the conversation, we lose something. So what questions should I ask? How do you come up Mm -hmm. with it? How do you do that? All those are the outer questions. The questions are, if I would be free enough in my soul to be vulnerable with you as a human being and to hold the space with arms wide open for you to come into my space with me and deliver yourself as you've never had before, what would that look like? Amen. Yeah, it's beautiful. And that's what she said to me. She said, like, I'm saying things to you I don't even say to my closest friends. And we didn't even know each other. We met like 14 seconds ago. My father used to always say, it's, it's not always the words that you use. It's the tone that you bring. So it's yeah. really the tone of your own, your own vibration, your own energy. When you walk into a room that people feel way more than anything you say. And I yeah. feel like you really bring that to podcasting, which is Thank fantastic. You. Thank you. That's a huge compliment. Thank you. Well, it's truth. So (laughs) we speak it real here on podcast on purpose. So one other question I want to ask you, because I've never had a student that has been as prolific in releasing episodes (laughs) and committed. So here's the thing. Danny got his show up and it was like, okay, let's go. And it was like episode, 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 episode. I was just like, wow, like nonstop. It was amazing. Like he was kind of moving me. That's how fast he was going. And most people when they're launching a podcast, it's a vulnerable place. You're starting to share your voice and people are a little bit slower to kind of get moving, but it was fantastic to watch you. What is it that propels you or has you? Is it just like part of your personality? Is there something in Mm -hmm. you that, that has you have the ability to have 33 episodes in a few months, like literally like just, you just went for it and and started doing it as soon as everything was set up. Great question. You know, it's somehow when things are so natural to us, Mm -hmm. we don't even know what it is, but I tend to live life on fire. I tend to live with a passion. There's something in me that is, that is dying to get out. But the beautiful thing about this podcast for me is this has nothing to do with me. This isn't about my voice getting out there, although we have conversations and I share what I'm doing and I share things like that. And I will probably do the hybrid part of it coming up because I think there's room now that we've built an audience a little bit to start to say, hey, this is what I'm excited about. Like, I want to take a few minutes with you and share with you stuff. Yes, Um, please. Right. (laughs) 
but I haven't wanted to be that self-serving. But the mission that drives me has been driving me for th- like for you. It sounds like okay, he's gotten thirty-three episodes up in a couple months. That's fabulous. For me, it's been I've been sitting on this for four years. It took mm. me three years to write my book. I've been and then I've sit there and go, oh my god, this is painstakingly slow. I can't believe it. So my <laughs> desire, my desire to have the voices of people heard by other people. To be, to have people be like that fly on the wall to hear conversations they would never hear, to meet people they would never meet, to allow people to see people differently is what drives me. I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and just sit in meditation or sit in, in angst sometimes, just saying, how do I get these people's messages out to them faster, better, more? Because I'm not a patient person. <laughs> and part of what I'm learning through this whole process is that I've missed a lot of my journey along the way because I've been so driven to get to the end. Mm. And so part of what I'm doing with this is I'm trying to enjoy every single person I met. Yesterday, I spoke to two people on a boat off the coast of Granada. What? That sounds awesome. Who had sold everything they had because they were high-income people, but their stress levels were, were through the roof. And I just loved it because I wanted to be them. I wanted to have the courage. Like I said, I you're, like I have such a man crush on you because I want to be you. <laughs> and then they said, well, I don't know if you want to live for... They lived for six years in 45 square feet in a camper van that they had, had adapted. I said, that's my life. They, exactly. said, well, <laughs> they, they said, well, maybe it is, but you have to know that at three in the morning, you'll be woken up by policemen knocking on the door saying, what are you doing here? Hmm. It is not the ideal life. So for you, if this is the ideal life, go for it. But most people will never even dream of being able to do this or not knowing where they're going to pee in the morning because they don't have a bathroom in their camper van or where they're going to shower or where they're going to, you know. But I meet people that intoxicate me and I just want to know them. And through wanting to know them, they come out and then people that listen to me get to know them. And that's the whole idea of how one connection away from us is a whole new world. If we would just see, we're not stuck in that nine to five job where we have to have the stress levels and the bills and now we're going to worry about paying things, which is exactly where I said, I don't want that life. So I'm meeting people and interviewing people that are living a different life so that I can learn how to do that. That's beautiful. I love that. You know, Danny, I could talk to you all day long. You know that because whenever we get together, literally it's like five hours later. I'm like, I think I need to go <laughs> hang out with, right. with Danny and his wife, Anna. She's amazing too. You'll love her. But I know we're running up on our time. Two questions. One is, if you could leave the podcaster on purpose today with one piece of advice on their journey of podcasting, what would it be? Purpose. <laughs> I love your podcaster on purpose because most of the time people hear podcasts hmm. and what they don't hear is purpose. We have to know what our purpose is. We have to know what we're driven by. We have to have that purpose become so strong that it wakes us up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. When I said to you, my big, hairy, audacious moonshot is to do this thing. <laughs> I have no idea how we're going to build Mosaic Swarm, but it wakes me up. It excites me. And I use the word intoxication because it doesn't sell me. It's like a drowning man wanting to know where his next breath of air is going to come from. Mm-hmm. It's like an alcoholic wanting to know where the next drink is going to come from. It's like wanting to see your beloved so much that you can't wait for the moment that she walks in the door and she's with you or he's with you. And that intoxication is real. And when we're on purpose, that's what we feel. 
And don't get me wrong, I am not feeling that a lot of the time. I wake up and I go, oh my God, I am so <laughs> frustrated by how slow this is working. But when it catches hold, let it take you. And so if I could leave you with something, don't just hear podcasters on purpose, hear purpose-driven podcasts, which is really the way, what I believe your gift is to this, this whole community of podcasting, mm-hmm. is when we are on purpose, everything we do the people we meet, the guests we have, the people that listen are attracted to that purpose and they listen to the podcast to help them know their purpose better. That's why I love what you're doing. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, beautifully said. So if you're listening, do it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally, on purpose, on purpose. <laughs> do purpose on purpose. Do purpose on purpose. Um, <laughs> when I was a kid, I guess my mom, I wasn't very good at pronouncing my R's and I used to, my mom would, I'd do something that was not, always the best thing. Like I'd break something or I was a little rambunctious. And my mom used to always say, I would say to her, I didn't do it by purpose, mommy. Like, <laughs> I, I couldn't say purpose. Anyway, so, but do it by, on purpose. So well, there are a lot of podcasters that are not doing it by purpose. <laughs> right? And you can tell if you're doing it by purpose or not, if you have a list of questions that you stick to and your interviews are stale. Yeah, go off script. Go off go script. Off script. Yeah. Go let your purpose drive you to where it wants to take you. Let the interview be moved by your purpose rather than your mind who thinks, oh, I got to have a list of questions that I ask. Yeah. If you need it for security, it's okay. But go off script. Please go off script. And you'll be dazzled at what happens when you do that. I have 20 questions on my list. I get to one or two of them and then I'm gone. I only have two that are always the same and it's this one I just asked you. And then the last one, when it's always, if the podcast you're listening in would like to get more of you and your work, where would they go? So we'll have you answer that one. Thank you. That's easy. You go to www.themosaiconline.com and you'll put that in the show notes. I can send yes. that to you to do. But that will give you an idea of some of the things we're doing. It'll give you an idea of my book, the book that I wrote that started it all. It'll give you an idea of the Mosaic Swarm. It'll give you an idea of what really happens. And it'll have all my links to all the other stuff. One place is easy. Yeah, totally. And if, if you guys feel inspired to be a part of the Swarm, I really encourage you to check it out because our world really needs your voice. It needs your input. We all together really need to collectively lead from that soul voice inside. And Danny's creating a beautiful place for us to do that together to start to solve things for our our human family and for our non-human family too, like for yeah. our world. So I just invite you to, to participate in that. And if you haven't checked out his podcast, it's awesome, or his book, <laughs> check it out. So it's the Mosaic Podcast, and you can see it on iTunes, or you can see it on Libsyn or whatever. And my book is The Mosaic. It's available on Amazon. I would love for people to do it. But what I'd really love, go to mosaicswarm.com. And I'm not looking for you to agree with me. I want to know what you think. I want to know from as many people who disagree with me as agree with me, because the Mosaic Swarm is becoming a community of like and unlike minds. We want everybody to come together because this process of Swarm allows us to take diverse opinions and find unity. So the more diverse we are, the better, because the process itself will bring us to a place of harmony. Beautifully said. I love it. We'll end with that today. Thank you so much for joining us. I really hope that you will be podcasting by and on purpose. (laughs) And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time on Podcast on Purpose.
Have you been wanting to start your own podcast, but not been sure what type of equipment to use? Well, I got you covered. If you'd like to get our free podcast studio equipment recommendations guide, you can go to podcastingonpurpose.com. Thanks so much for joining in the conversation today. We will see you next time on Podcast on Purpose. Oh, 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 oh,